trust in the Lord with all your heart. And it's opposed to leaning, right? It says, lean not on your own understanding. Okay, I hit it before time. So what is leaning? In this context, leaning is a form of rest. If you notice, you can lean back, you can lean forward, you can lean to your left or to your right. It's a form of rest. You know, you're leaning against someone, or if someone has a problem, they lean on a cane. Now, what it's saying here is that because leaning is a form of rest, God wants us to rest on Him, not on our own understanding, because our own understanding is deceptive. You know, it's of the flesh. It will tell us to do things that we're not supposed to do. So I, I want to give you an example, like a, a real-life example of trusting and, and resting. Uh, anyone here goes to the gym? Oh, we've got a couple of people. Anyone here does the bench press? Okay, got a couple. So, so the bench press is an exercise that you lie down on your back, and you take this huge barbell, and you've got to push it up and bring it back down. Now, if you really want to grow your chest, you've got to uh, add a lot of weight. And that weight, let's say you want to do it 10 times, it's got to be that heavy that on your seventh time, you've got to be struggling with it, meaning you may not make it for three more reps. So what do you do in the gym is, you normally look for a person, and this is called a spotter. You look for someone, and the key thing is you look for someone who is stronger than you. You look for someone that's stronger than you, because if there's someone weaker than you, he can drop that weight, and that, that can be disastrous. That could hurt you, if not kill you, because imagine dropping like 100 kilos on your chest, right? So when you find that spot, you normally you can find your spot easily. You just look around at the gym. You look at a guy who's got bigger muscles than you, right? And you get him to come and, and help you. And when he's helping you with the weight, you can actually rest in the fact knowing that he has got you covered. So what you're focusing on, you're focusing on your mission, and your mission is to push that weight up and bring it back down. So similarly, right here, we have students, we have, you know, people in business, people working in the corporate world, uh, right? We have retired folks, we have, uh, you know, we have uh, people like Pastor Clinton here who's doing full-time ministry work. So for us to focus on our mission, we need to know that we are covered. And that's why it says that do not rest on your own understanding. If you rest on your own understanding, you're going to fall flat. I want to give you a, a, a testimony of mine. You know, when it was time for me to enter the working world, uh, you know, guys my age, they were just taking any job they could find. And they were running in circles, applying left, right, and center. And I was like, I don't think that's for me. You know, I don't think I can do that. And then my mom, who's also my spiritual mom, she, she didn't know that I was going through this uh, kind of turmoil inside. So she said, you know, son, just wait on the Lord, trust in him, and he will give you a job more than you can think or ask. And it just spoke to me, and I was like, okay. Because I was pretty young then. I was like, what is it to wait on the Lord? Right? So I meditated on it, and I let it speak to me. And I just had one condition for a job. I said, Lord, I want to work indoors. Because guys my age were out selling credit cards and selling timeshares and, you know, selling stuff. Now, if you're doing that, that's perfect. It's just, it, it wasn't for me. I, I, I didn't want to do it. And uh, so, of course, a couple of months went by and nothing happened. And then uh, a friend of mine took me to a recruitment company. I went down there and the lady looked at me and she said, uh, we can find a job for you really, really easy. Like, why are you having a tough time? I said, oh. I want a job that's indoors. And she was like, she said, Ooh, you're young. 
you know, your English is pretty good. You can do an awesome job outdoors. I said, no, 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 I want a job indoors. And these are the words that she told me. Nobody will give you an indoor job. I thanked her and I left. Months went by. I never, I, I never got a job. And then one day I wake up and the Holy Spirit wakes me up telling me, today is the day. Believe it and receive it. Today is the day. Now, this is the first time I was actually hearing something like that. And uh, I said, okay, Lord. And I knew it. I, I had that peace in me, right? So I waited, the, uh, I waited the day. I thought, okay, maybe the postman will deliver, you know, appointment letter. Or maybe someone will come by and offer me a job. Yes, a lot of people came by. Nobody offered me a job. And the day was almost over. And uh, I, I normally, during that time, I used to walk, like, every day I would walk for about an hour or two. I, I had nothing to do. I'd walk about an hour or two. I would just be praising God, talking to Him. And uh, so I finished my walk. I, I come back home. By now, it's like, let's say, 6 p.m., 7 p.m. Nothing happens around that time. Everyone's coming back from work, right? And as I enter the house, my brother comes out and he's like, hey, you know, Danny, who, who's his friend, he says, Danny has this job and I don't want to take it. Do you want to go for the interview tomorrow? And I'm telling you, I just knew that that job was for me. I didn't know the name of the company. I didn't know what the job was. I just knew that job was mine. I go in the next day. The lady asked me, uh, what are you here for? I was like, uh, I'm here for this job. But I just knew that that job was for me. I go in, needless to say, I got the job. But that's not the best part. It's <laughs> not, not the best part. So I go back. So I'm working now. It's about a month. And I see that recruitment lady. I see her walking in, and I'm like, hey, I, I know her. <laughs> and so and she walks straight into the GM's room. I'm like, oh, okay. So I start asking people around me, hey, hey, who is that lady? And everyone's kind of scared. They don't want to answer me. I'm like, okay, is she here to like, kick me out or something? So I'm, I'm just on my, you know, I'm too excited. I'm waiting for her. And as soon as she comes out, I'm like, hey, remember me? And she's like, yes, what are you doing here? I was like, I'm working here. And now the GM comes out. And he's wondering, why am I talking to his wife? <laughs> you know, that's how God does it, right? When you lean on him, he will tell you something. And the wisdom of God, you know, is foolishness to this world. So when God tells you to do something, it will be, can I say it, ridiculous? You know, like taking water and making it into wine. It's kind of ridiculous, right? But that's how our God does it. And it's, I mean, I think it's so awesome because it makes the world's wisdom foolish, right? Okay, I, I think there were many verses, but I didn't go to them. Yeah, okay, I'm going to go to my next one. Okay, so this is my next point. It says, the wisdom of the word versus the wisdom of the world. I definitely need this, yes. So 2 Corinthians 18, 20 21, it says... Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater? Has not God exposed the foolishness of this world's wisdom? For since the world through all its earthly wisdom failed to recognize God, God in his, wis in his wisdom was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached. You see, today, uh, the world's wisdom, you know, it's reached such a level. You know, we've sent a man to the moon, and now they're talking about sending us all to Mars. Right? They sent man to the bottom of the ocean. You know, they can look at a rock and tell you how old that rock is. You know, I don't want to say this from the stage, but I've just, I'm saying it just to make a point. The same people 
they cannot tell you, they cannot define what a woman is today. Have you noticed that? They say that a man can become pregnant. You know, the wisdom of this world is going to madness. It's really going to, it's really going to madness. So we need so much to depend on the wisdom of God. So when we want the wisdom of God, we've got to go to the source. And Jesus is the source of the wisdom, right? It says in John 1, uh, 1 and verse 14, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So Jesus is wisdom. He's all the wisdom that we need, right? He is our source. You know, um, when we go out into the business world, right, there are many times, oh, I'm sure even in an interview, you know, uh, maybe making a presentation at work, we need the wisdom of God in those situations. The wisdom of God is not really for the church surrounding. You know, we need the wisdom of God out in the streets because that's where life is happening. And that's where we beat the system. And that's where, you know, to be street smart, we need to get the word from here. We need to get the word from the world. From the word, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. So when I look at Jesus, right, I'm just blown away. There are two instances in the Bible. I'm just blown away with the wisdom that he just displayed. You know, there was one, uh, there are two stories. I'm going to jump very quickly to it. You know, uh, in, um, where am I going? Yes, you know, in in John chapter 8, I I don't have the verse down there, that's fine. When Jesus was dealing with the uh, religious leaders, right? You see, the religious leaders were trying to trap Jesus. They weren't really asking him for advice. They weren't really asking him for an answer. They just want to trap him because they wanted to kill him. And many times for us out there in the secular world, we are faced with similar, okay, maybe no one wants to kill us, but they probably want to kill your career. They probably want to kill your business, right? They probably want to kill your relationships. And that's something that we deal with on a daily basis. You know, but Jesus, the wisdom that he displayed, you know, I'm just blown away, right? So there's a story where Jesus, uh, the disciple, uh, not the disciples, I'm sorry, the uh, religious leaders brought a woman caught in adultery to Jesus. And they said, you know, Lord, uh, the law of Moses says that we need to stone her to death. But what do you say? They weren't really seeking an answer. They wanted to trap him, right? And I know I can speak for myself, you know, in the business world, there are many times where questions like that are addressed to us, you know, for the client, you know, just to give the contract maybe to someone else or to find out what makes your business successful. You know, we need the wisdom of God in those situations. And what did Jesus do down here? You see, he could have actually stood up and said, oh, you know, we need to forgive her, right? I mean, right? Jesus is love. We need to forgive her. No, but Jesus displayed this wisdom that, you know, it just blows me away. And that's the wisdom that we need. You know, and he spoke the truth in wisdom, right? And when we do it that way, even the mocker, the scorner, they have to accept the word of God. Because what did Jesus say? He said, he who is without sin, cast the first stone. You know, dealing with a mob is actually really hard. I'm sure you've seen protests all over the world, right, happen on TV. It's very hard to deal with a mob. But just imagine Jesus, just that line saying, you know, he who is without sin, cast the first stone. He didn't stand up and make a big show and give you a PowerPoint presentation on why you need to let her go. He just said, he who is without sin, cast the first stone. And with that, they just dropped everything and walked away. 
And there's a second uh, story where the same religious leaders came up to Jesus and said, uh, by what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you that authority, right? Now, again, I was thinking, if I was Jesus, probably I would have said, hey, I told you God is my father. He gave me this authority, right? But no, they were looking to trap him. They wanted to kill him, but Jesus knew he had his time, right? He knew when his time was coming. And they were trying to trap him. And again, he displayed such wisdom. You know, I was like, Lord, I need that wisdom. You know what he said? The baptism of John, right? Was it from man? You know, or was it from God? And that, they were like, ooh, if we say the baptism of John is from God, then he's going to say, why didn't you believe it? And we said the baptism of John is from man. They're going to stone us to death because everyone knew that John was a prophet, right? So Jesus displayed this extreme form of wisdom that we need today, church. We need that wisdom. You know, when we go out into the streets, we need that wisdom in our jobs. We need that job. Uh, we need that business in our jobs, in our business, in our college, in our school, in our ministry, wherever we are going, we need the wisdom of God. You know, I'm going to ask you a question. Did you ever recall Jesus saying, oops? No, right? Did Jesus ever say, I shouldn't have said that? <laughs> and now ask yourself that. How many times, maybe in the last week, have you said something like that, like, oops, I shouldn't have said that? Or, oops, I shouldn't have done that, right? So Jesus walked in wisdom. He walked in perfect wisdom. I didn't, <laughs> didn't put on my stopwatch, and now I'm totally lost <laughs> with time. Okay, great. I've, it seems like I'm on time. Like I said, I just want to wrap this up. So, you know, we know that the wisdom of this world is madness, right? We know that we need to trust in God. We need to lean only on Him. Right? We need to know that the word is for that situation. Right? So I, I just want to expand a bit on that. So the wisdom of God is for now. You know, if God tells you to do something for this season, that word applies for that season. I'll give you an example. Right? So uh, again, m many years ago, I was in a, a tight financial spot. And God told me to give whatever was in my pocket. He told me to put it in the offering. I did it. And yes, I did get my financial breakthrough. Now imagine if I started to copy that each time I, I had a financial need. It's not wise, right? So the word of God is for that time, for that season, right? So you, we need to rely on it, and, and that's wisdom, you know, and that's also um, leaning on him. Because if you're leaning on your own understanding, you're going to say, yeah, last time I had that problem, I did that. And then it becomes a formula. You know, but the Word of God is living, it's alive and well, just as how you are living, right? So the Word of God is for, the Word of God is for that situation. So, and just to wrap up, you know, the book of Job, I really love it. And he says, but where can wisdom be found? And where does understanding dwell, right? Now, if you're out here, you may think, hey, Fabian, yes, I heard it. I know I need that wisdom. I want that wisdom in my life, right? I've, I've not been walking in wisdom where can I get it? It's in Jesus. I'm not sure if my, that's my point yet. So here, you may have noticed I've not mentioned Solomon so far because we know he was one of the wisest men to walk on the earth, right? But in, in Matthew 12, it says, you know, I'll just read the last, the last part. It says, and now one 
greater than Solomon is here. Jesus is wiser than Solomon. Now, if you're a Christian out here, if Jesus is the Lord of your life, I want you to know that all the wisdom that you need, every bit of information, a bit of wisdom that you need is already inside of you. Because if you have Jesus in you, you have all you need. So you can tap into that whenever you're in a tough spot, whenever you need a word for that situation, whatever it may be. It may be a business deal. It may be, you know, getting a promotion. It may be getting into a certain college. Maybe even do I need to change my apartment? You know, it, it could be anything like that. The wisdom, you know, the word that you need for the situation is inside of you. All you need to do is go to the Lord and get the wisdom directly from him. Because if you listen, God is speaking. <laughs> I'll even go as far to say as God is actually, he's a bit of a chatterbox, you know. <laughs> I don't know if you got it. Yeah, because I found sometimes when I ask him a question and he goes on and on. <laughs> I mean, good things. And yes, I was in that place where I'm like, God, are you even speaking? You know, we've got to go past that. Because when you ask God to speak to you, when you ask him for wisdom, you ask him for leading, he will lead you. He will guide you. Because there is nothing impossible for our God. There is nothing too hard for him. There's nothing too difficult for him. Just got a last part. I'm going to wrap it up. Yep. And just one final point that I want to make. You know, we're all out here. We're all waiting for breakthrough, right? The many of us here waiting on a miracle, waiting on a breakthrough, waiting for a difficult situation, a difficult situation to pass. You know, I, I want to say something. I want to say it in love, you know, I, because, and I'm speaking to myself as well. There could be some of the situations we are in today because we did not exercise wisdom. You know, and, and God spoke to me about this for myself. And that's why I'm saying it out there. There could be, if you in a situation that's constantly repeating, see, God is a good God. He will come and rescue you. No matter even if you messed up, he will come and rescue you because he's a good God. But I, I felt God saying, you know, son, a lot of those situations, if you exercise wisdom, you actually wouldn't have been in that tough spot. So I, I want to challenge you today, you know, when you go back home, yes, continue believing for that breakthrough, and we are standing right with each other for your breakthrough, for your victory. But I want you to add this into your prayer and say, Lord, give me that wisdom. I don't want to be in that place again. You know, I want to get out of it. I want to get out of it. Amen. So we need the wisdom of God, and with the wisdom of God, we can beat the system. Amen. That's my time. Thank you so much. Come on, come on. Appreciate Fabian. Give him a hand. Come on. Awesome, man. You know, it's, it's true. Jesus is the source for all wisdom. The Bible is very clear. The Bible says that we have been equipped for every work. We have been equipped for every good work. You know, and it's not just work, good work being done through our hands. We have the God-given ability. We have godly wisdom to allow that work to flow through our hands. You know, I just thought, of, I was just thinking of this. I, I, I just, the story just came to me. As, as uh, 
Fabian was bringing this, his message to a close. How many of you know Walt Disney? How many of you grew up seeing Mickey Mouse? Yeah, I'm not encouraging you to do that now, but, but Walt Disney had this desire to see everyone happy. He had this desire to bring joy in people's lives. He wanted people to be joyful, be happy. And then he had this desire to create a space, to create a place where people could be happy. And that place was going to be called Disneyland. How many of you have been to Disneyland? Oh, wow, quite a few people. You want to create a place that, that where people could go, not just kids, but families could go and be happy, you know, to enjoy themselves, you know, treasure every moment. But unfortunately, on the day Disneyland was being inaugurated, Walt Disney wasn't alive to see it. Unfortunately, he wasn't alive to see it. And so one of the key people went and put his arms around his wife congratulated her and said, if only Walt Disney was alive to see this today. She turned to him and said, because he saw it, that's why it's here. Because he saw it, that's why it's here. Fabian preached an amazing message. Jesus is the source for all wisdom. The question is, what do you see? What do you see today? Do you see your breakthrough ahead of you? Or do you see that wall standing up before you? Do you see your business going to greater heights than it's ever gone to? Or do you see where you are at right now and seeing that business go down? Do you see yourself being challenged enough to bring in those clients? Or are you going to take the words of the people around you saying you cannot do it? It's not possible. I want you to know, whatever you see today, whatever dreams you have, because of who resides on the inside of you, like what Fabian said, you have wisdom to allow that to come into existence. Do not look down on yourself. You have been equipped for every good work. God, we thank you for this word this afternoon. We thank you for Fabian, Lord. We thank you for your anointing over his life, over his family. We thank you, Lord, for using him to speak to us this afternoon. And Lord, even as the word came forth, I just pray, Lord, that each one of us would know what it is to trust in you completely. That in the midst of whatever might be happening or even whatever might happen ahead we would be able to lean on you completely Lord we are not called to go along with the system you've called us to be different to be set apart and to beat the system to be your brilliance on display. To truly be the salt and the light in this world. In a time and a place where things are getting darker and darker. And there's no flavor, there's no reason to live and there's no meaning to life. 
you have called us to be the salt and the light and so lord i just pray for your wisdom father god to flow through each and every person in this place whether it's in the area of healing business finances family our home our workplace i just pray lord that truly each one of us each of us in this place would see a manifestation of your wisdom in our lives and would truly be able to trust you and lean on you every step of the way